Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What will be remembered as one of the best days in the NFL coming on the heels of one of the worst is when we found out on Thursday that DeMar Hamlin... Buffalo Bills defensive back that collapsed during Monday night's game was alert, was communicating, and Steve, the coolest thing is the first question I suppose that he wrote uh, was, did we win? That's just amazing. <laughs> and how about the response of his doctors? Phenomenal. I don't think you could come up with a better answer. And the answer was, you won. You've won at life. <laughs> he sure has. He sure has. Now, he's still intubated. Um, they're waiting for his uh, lungs to uh, become um, more repaired, stronger, so they can get him off the ventilator. Um, but the the fact that, and I love this too, what uh, one of the doctors had said at the trauma center was, the lights are not only on, but he is home. That's such a great statement and such a great thing to know. Um, and the whole NFL, beyond the NFL, Wait till they tell him, and they probably have by now, um, that this charity that he had begun, which only had a few thousand dollars uh, that was you know used to raise money for toys for children, um, is now worth what over seven million? Did I see the latest? Figure? Oh, it's probably more than that now. But yeah, some yeah. of the figures I saw what twenty four hours ago were like that. Incredible, incredible, and even and even more so. And there's no way to deny this. It's just that you know. It was a galvanizing thing, right? I mean, among not just the NFL community, sports fans, people in general that heard about this story probably saw it. Of course, it was almost on a loop for 24 hours after it occurred because getting CPR in the field and just the severity of it and all of that and all the prayers, the vigils that were held at the hospital in Cincinnati, all those things we watched. But when he realizes that he has been such a unifying um, figure unwittingly and certainly not intentionally and nor would he ever want to do it this way um, but it says I think a lot about um, not just people and the commonality that we have and the humanity that people showed but also I think as people found out more about him and who he was um, that this is the guy uh, that you know you want to continue to to pray for and help and support and do something, anything, um, you know, to assist him or his family or causes that were close to him because he's a special guy. And everyone that talked about him, as we learned more about his story, recruited by a bunch of teams, decided to remain in Pittsburgh, wanted to be a role model for his brother, like all of that. And he was living his dream as a sixth round pick. Um, you know, it made, it made everybody want to go into action and, you know, as helpless as it was, um, because only the doctors and, and God really were in control of this thing. Um, they still wanted to honor him and help him and his family. So w once he realizes the sort of the outpouring, I know his family does, and they've made many statements to that, to that uh, effect, but um, really just a great outcome. And I know he's still critical. He's, I know he's still in ICU. Um, but the arrow is really pointed up and it seems to be like it'll be a matter of when, not if he's able to, uh, his lungs are able to prove to the point where they can take him off the ventilator and hopefully his road to recovery will, will then, um, go even faster. But man, what a, what a great 24 hours, you know, after what we witnessed Monday, Tuesday and, and really parts of Wednesday, it's just been phenomenal. It really has, and, and, you know, we always talk about these athletes, and, you you know, most of the time the reporting is on the few bad apples mm -hmm. and the things they do. But to see this much spotlight on a guy who does so much good 
and and is is the epitome of what you'd love to see every football player, every person be. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. forget the sports part of it. Um, that's been cool to see. I mean, you know, you hate that it's under the circumstances that we're learning about him. Mm-hmm. But if if there is a positive out of it, that's one thing. Yeah, it's um. There's a couple other guys who showed themselves incredibly well here. And at a time when, you know, the NFL, look, it's a, it's a, it's a, what have you done for me lately, lately business. It is a, you know, dog eat dog type, type thing. It's, did you win or did you lose? All of that, right? But there's two coaches in this story. Um, who showed why sometimes it's bigger than the record, right? Um, I don't know, Steve, what you think of Zach Taylor personally, or or even having you know watched the Bengals as closely as you have. Obviously, he took a team to the Super Bowl last year with a young quarterback. It's a players' league. I get that. I I've known about Sean McDermott for a little bit. Um. And clearly, he they, he also has an iconic quarterback, I think, in in Josh Allen, and it starts there. You're a much better coach when you have those pieces. But there was a lot about these guys you kind of heard good things about. But to watch them lead, and that's what that job is. It's about it's about leadership. You know, it, it really is. It's about taking things forward and. They're under crisis, their decisiveness, their compassion, knowing the right thing to do instinctively, um, taking care of their players, you know, just, just everything they did. Like there's this moment, I guess, that Zach Taylor related that he went over to McDermott and McDermott said fairly early on that I have to be, you know, with my player. I can't coach this game, this team. And immediately Taylor was like, yeah, absolutely. You're right. And was like, you know, that's it. Like, we're not going to play. You know what I mean? Like they, the feeling was you're absolutely right. I would do the same thing. You need to be there and it's not fair. We don't, none of us want to continue, but, and then since then, you know, just, just watching the bills organization, the Bengals organization, but it really started with those head coaches, you know, communicating with each other, communicating with their players, understanding what was happening, the emotion of that, kicking, you know, the eye on the ball here and not the football in this case. And just just that's that's what you want in a head coach. Like, you know, coaches are going to lose games and sometimes a lot of games, you know. But who do you want representing your franchise Who's going to stand up in a crisis? Who's going to who's going to represent you the best way? I'm telling you, if I'm an NFL coach and either one of these men are out of a job one day, <laughs> I'm hiring one of them because in that moment, uh, played out before national TV, they were the leader of men that you're looking for, and that's why that job. I know you know we get caught up in wins and losses. I mean, I get it. That's you know we're you know you're talking about NFL fans and media and you are what your record says you are and all of that. Right. But I'm here to tell you, there's a, there's a bigger purpose of that job sometimes that it's not enough to just know, you know, what, what play to call or, you know, what player to have on the field, um, what speech to give. It's bigger than that. And I think we saw that demonstrated by these two guys. Uh, Perfectly said. And, and, you know, as much as we criticize coaches for what they say, they don't say, you know, it, it, as you said, conferences yeah, it's, and it's yeah. all about leadership. And sometimes it's on display publicly like it was then. Other yeah. times it's what happens in the room and in the locker room and the practice right. field and the offices go. and that. I mean, you don't mm-hmm. always see that. And it's it's a tough job. Um, but when you see both those guys publicly do a tremendous job of leading in that situation. It's it's good thing to see. Yeah. 
No, I think the Bengals and the Bills have good coaches. I know they have good quarterbacks, and I think I think these teams are special have special players led by their coaches and their quarterbacks, but they're going to they're both going to do great things. I mean, I, you know, it, it'll be settled on the field obviously, but um there is a esprit de corps, a, br- a real brotherhood. And we talk about it all the time. There's only 1,600, 1,700 of these guys in the world playing every year. It, it's not it, it's not as many as you think. And, you know, we kind of get caught up in the um, almost desensitized, really, quite frankly. I'm not anymore because I've been too close to how the sausage is made, and it's not ple- pleasant to me because I know these guys. And too often it's like, ah, oh, he's on IR, you know. Or, ah, uh, they released him injured. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, oh, well, he's down, but, you know, give us the thumbs up. Okay, we're good. Okay, what's the next play? Right? Like, no sooner is a guy sometimes on a golf cart and, it, and he goes through the tunnel and we're like, all right, what is it, second and 11? You know what I mean? Like, we've seen it so much that you forget so easily that these are human beings that are flesh, blood, bone, going to hospitals, um, having surgeries, going through pain, going home, being depressed, not being able to work, needing help at home, needing help to get dressed, needing, you know, not taking their kids to school. Like there's all these things that, well, who's going to replace this guy at left tackle, right? Who are they going to get next? Next man up. It's the next man up business. But these are human beings. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and we just, we become... And I guess it's good that science is so good, and they, they repair the knees, and they you know fix the the broken on bones, and they and the ligaments, and and the shoulders, and all of this. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't get up. Sometimes they don't walk again. Right. But we've just become this society of of sports consumers that you know we've kind of lost that humanity about it. And if this brought it back, I think it's a good thing. I, I think. You have to realize, yes, this is their dream. Yes, they get paid a lot. They're risking a lot. They're willing to take that on, all of that. Um, They're entertainers. They're in the entertainment business, and you're the consumer, and that's great. Um, But just take a step back sometimes and go, wow, you know, like this stuff, this is real. You know, this is like real life. This is these people, these are real human beings that, you know, have wives and families and mortgages and, you know, and, and, and pain and, and hospital is and everything else. And so I think from that standpoint, maybe the NFL benefited from this horrible, horrible incident that, you know, hopefully DeMar is going to come through. But anyway, I just, that's my soapbox. I, I feel like, I feel like sometimes we are a little bit numb, you know, when we watch so much of this play out on our TV sets. So anyway, all right, we're going to talk about this big game in Atlanta, Bucks at Falcons. If you think they're not serious, I got some news for you. Bucks are very serious about winning this game, but I want to tell you how to save money on your electric bill. It's called May Electric Solar. Listen to this now. They're a family-owned business. They've been operating and installing solar electric systems for a dozen years now. There's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. Here's the difference. They'll guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year Labor and services warranty, three decades, man. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is what they call the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products that conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. All those people up there on the roofs installing those panels, those are Billy May's guys. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727 819-2862. You can schedule a re-estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long and preserve the quality of your life and that of your appliances. It's May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. All right, Bucks at Atlanta. The Bucks cannot improve their number four seed in the NFC in the playoffs. They are going to host a wild card game come hell or high water. Whatever happens on Sunday, they're going to host it next week. Sometime, could be Monday, could be Sunday, who knows. Uh, But they're going to host either the Dallas Cowboys 
or the Philadelphia Eagles, whichever team does not does not win the NFC East. Okay, that's the way it's going to go down. They're eight and eight. They could be eight and nine. Won't matter. They could be nine and eight. Won't matter. Still going to host the playoff game. Still going to be either the Eagles or the Cowboys, depending on the outcome of Sunday's games. Having said all that, um, the Bucks plan on playing not just Tom Brady, but really anybody who is physically fit enough uh, to go play this football game. Now, we've seen some guys held out of practice this week, and I would submit to you that if this were a playoff weekend, some of these guys would probably play. Vita Vea just played a whole game the other day. was very effective in helping stopping the run uh, against Carolina. He has not practiced as we do this podcast on a Thursday night. Um, we haven't seen Carlton Davis. There's a shoulder injury. He did not play in the last game. Uh, there's other some other guys that, that aren't out there, including Donovan Smith, who did play in the last game and has a foot injury. So it looks as though there will be several starters who they'll just not put on the field because, frankly, they they really would benefit from the rest. Everybody would, but their injuries are such that you know they're pushing it as it is to get out there and, and compete. Um, Tristan Wirfs, I think, will play. He played the last game as well. He's been kind of battling through that high ankle sprain. And if you're going to have Tom Brady, who's insistent on playing, I mean, in fact, I've never seen a guy of his, of his ilk anyway, but certainly not one that has accomplished what he has, wanting to play in what is an otherwise meaningless, you know, 17th game. But don't tell Tom Brady it's meaningless. So he plans on going. Um, and you can debate. I mean, seriously, this we won't know what the cost of this will be until the game is over, until about 4.30 on Sunday, because football is a, it's, it's a collision sport, not a contact sport. Guys get hurt every single week on every single team. And, yes, it's likely to happen to one of their players that they're counting on on Sunday. Be ready for it. The question is, it's a roulette wheel. Who's it going to be? You know, if it's Tristan Wirfs, God forbid, I'm knocking on wood, so I'm not jinxing anybody. Uh, you know, who who are you willing to part with and not have available against the Eagles or the Dallas Cowboys on both sides of the ball, on either side of the ball, right? But they're going to play these guys. Now, will they play them the whole game? It depends on how the game goes. A couple things I've learned this week, Steve, and one is this. They think it's important to win nine games, to have a winning record. You know who else thinks it's very important? Tom Brady. Never had a losing record. And you say, well, his legacy is cemented. He's got seven Super Bowls, right? What's what? So what if he has? So what? <laughs> that coaching staff is under a lot of understanding that they're going into the playoffs with a three-game winning streak and a winning record. Thank you. I I understand Tom wanting not to have a losing record and the team, and I understand wanting to build upon what you did at the end of the game last week and and how you finished that game and everything else. I, I get I get why you want to play. And, and look, we've seen in the playoffs over time those who get buys. Some of them come out refreshed and healthy and, and kick butt. Other ones come out sluggish because they had a week off. And you see it after bye weeks during the season, too. There's no right answer as far as that goes. Because it, it all depends on your team and how you respond. But as Stephen A. would say, at the end of the day, <laughs> it's about winning a championship. Right. And, and I think the Bucks are doing the wrong thing this weekend. Mm-hmm. Now... Maybe they play, and maybe they play really well, and it creates momentum, and they go on to win several playoff games or go on to win the Super Bowl. It could happen, absolutely. But I think health is more important. And you've got guys that, you know, Tristan Wirfs is not 100%. We know that. Mm -hmm. You have a chance to not play him, to rest him to get him healthy. Yeah. You know, a rare now, chance. You know, most of the guys who get hurt in a game come back and play the next week. They're not 100%. Mm-hmm. But I want guys as close to 100% as I can get them. I right. Mean, that's why you battle for the number one seed in the conference. You want that bye right. week. 
the Bucks have a bye week. And, and, it's a, and, and, a bye week at a great time. And, and listen, I've seen it go both ways. What I would say about, and I'm, a, I'm in agreement with you, Steve, in this sense that, and listen, I don't. Thank goodness I don't get paid to make these decisions. I've literally seen it blow up on people's you know faces, including Tony Dungy's his last year coaching here. Um, I think we've talked about this that you know they had a 2001 one of their early games was canceled because of 9/11, and they moved it to the end of the season, mm-hmm. and it happened to be Philadelphia. And they were already locked in to going to Philadelphia the next week because they were the four seed. There wasn't as many playoff teams. Philadelphia at home field. And they didn't play anybody, and they actually were leading the game and then kind of blew it late, but they didn't have a very good day, no momentum. They are just kind of blah. They lose the game, and I think the Eagles sort of benefited from that. But they went up there, and they lost, and Dungey got fired. And he, and I think he said if he had to do it over again, you know, they had a chance to win 10 games and, and keep the momentum of a, a couple-game winning streak, and he felt like they lost something by, by not playing guys. I get it. Um, on the other hand... I kind of I kind of feel the way you do in that. Look, Tom Brady doesn't have to go out there and improve anything. And and the other thing about that I think about is this, Steve. If the last memory that this offense has, Mike Evans, Tom Brady, is them throwing for almost 500 yards and three bombs to to Mike Evans to win a game, that'll work, right? If that's your last sort of muscle memory is, hey, the last time we went out, we 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 just absolutely gutted a team we came from behind and we bombed away we hit everything we hit all our shots all our three-pointers I think that's I think that's something that you know you can build on on the other hand you go out here against Atlanta you're gonna play a half three quarters I don't know what you're gonna play and you kind of get dragged into a fist fight like you were the last time you played the Falcons because they don't stop running the football and you lose Tristan Wirfs got, and I'm not picking on Tristan because I don't, again, I'm knocking on wood here, folks. You, but you lose a key player that absolutely costs you next week, whoever you play. You got you to block Micah Parsons with one of your key offensive linemen, or you got to, you know, uh, try to score points without your top receiver. It's going to be hard sledding, man. And, and I thought the whole purpose of Brady coming back was to sort of maximize your chances of going to a Super Bowl, not just getting to the playoffs. I mean, they got to the playoffs barely, right? Is there a big difference between 9-8 and eight and 8-9? Eight and nine? It's a one-game difference. Now, one is a winning record. Gotcha. Certainly would not besmirch Tom Brady's record to say he had never had a losing season as a starter. It's remarkable. It's unbelievable. But it's already an unbelievable resume. But what I do know is that last year, after they played Philadelphia – they got some guys hurt, namely Tristan Wirfs. And it cost them the Rams game. Despite the comeback, despite all of that, Josh Wells got hurt in that game as well, came back, tried to play, wasn't any good. And Tom Brady got hit like 15 times. And Vaughn Miller hit him nine times. And they could they had, they had the hardest time moving the ball. It was the turnovers that got him back in the game. And Brady made enough plays to tie it. And we know how they lost before overtime. But... Honest to goodness, like, if you lose one of these offensive linemen as thin as you are, you're going to have no chance. Now, the other part of this is, and I get what, what coaches are saying, look, this isn't training camp, man. This isn't preseason. We don't have 100 players, right? We only carry eight or nine offensive linemen to begin with. Mm-hmm. you got to have five that play. So you can't bench everybody, right? So somebody has to play. Mm-hmm. You don't have You don't have 10 – you can't sub out five new offensive linemen on this team, right? You can get maybe three or four tops. And so, you know, but I know this, that if you got Brady, you have to play worse, right? Or if Donovan Smith is able to go, you have to play. I don't think Smith will go, which means Brandon Walton is going to be your left tackle in all probability because Josh Wells is on IR. You're down to your third tackle. You okay with that? You okay with Tom Brady on his blind side Playing a guy I hadn't played all year, except in a mop-up role, right? I don't know that I am. I mean, I and you know, how long do you play him? And what if you're losing the game? You taking him out? How big of a lead do you need? Well, I was gonna say, if you're trying to win the game, then they're playing the whole game, barring a it's well, a that's, blowout. That's and- what you would think, barring barring a two or three score lead in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. 
Right. I mean, here's the thing, too, is, is and look, I understand wanting to never have a losing season because he hasn't. Mm-hmm. I had a coach tell me that's important, by the way. Well, I, I get that. But I also know that two years ago they won 11-5 and five and won the Super Bowl. Last year they won yeah. 13 games and didn't. And didn't. So which ga- which season was more? Which season do people remember? Which, <laughs> which is more one? successful? Where did they throw a boat parade for that? Like, like, <laughs> do, does anybody remember the the record of the team if you won the Super Bowl? No, no, no. Like, I mean, they remember the boat parade. Raheem Morris went ten and six one year. Did not make the playoffs. The Bucks have made the playoffs at nine and seven a couple times. Which seasons mm. would you rather have? So, what's the matter Good if point. you're eight and nine or nine and eight? It doesn't. It didn't save Raheem Morris's job. It's about and championships. They didn't put any banners in there. Yeah, it's about championships. Yeah, especially with this guy, right? Like this guy, it's not even about a division championship. It's about Super Bowls. So, what gives you the best chance to win a Super Bowl, right? And I listen. I'm not going to change Tom Brady's mind. Far be it from me. And I think the coaches feel this way. Like we're not going to tell him what he has to do. Tom Brady's been through it and had it go against him. Mm-hmm. He did. He's always played. The Patriots have locked up their position many, many times during his 23 years as a starter, 22 of them. And but, but a lot of the times he was playing the meaningless 17th week or 16th game because they had a bye. I mean, if you had, if you had the right. first, round, you had the first round bye, I understand wanting to play that game because you don't want, you two, get healthy. You now, don't want three weeks off. The most memorable one that went against him mm-hmm. okay, was like in the 09 season – 2010 playoff but 09 season they played the Texans in the final game of the regular season and they had already locked up the position they couldn't do it they were like the four seed and they were going to host a wild card game against Baltimore I believe Mm -hmm. and they played and Wes Welker who was his top receiver he had Randy Moss on that team the first year Randy Moss Wes Welker tore his ACL and MCL boom that was it out Julian Edelman hadn't become Julian Edelman yet. He had about 28 catches all year. They went and played the Ravens, and I'm here to tell you, they lost. Now, would Welker have made a difference? Maybe. We'll never know. And I mentioned that to Brady, and he was like, yeah, but. You know, like, that's one incident. What about all the other years that I played, and we it didn't? I didn't get anybody hurt, right? And we still won. So, Well, the one thing Brady's consistent, and we know this about him. He loves to throw the football. Loves to play. He will practice more than anybody else throwing footballs. Yep. He wants to throw the football. He wants to stay in that rhythm. That is, He definitely believes in that. Yep. I mean, he's a guy that no we're struggling, throw the ball more in practice. Mm-hmm. That's how he worked it out. So playing a game on Sunday instead of sitting out is exactly what he is. That's, that's his mindset. That's his makeup. It's not, not something new for him. No, that he's consistent. He's yeah. been that his whole life. Mm-hmm. And I and I I don't know the psychology of Tom Brady cuz I'll never relate to somebody that's as crazy good in his field that he is. Mm-hmm. I still think he's still in his mind and there are other areas you can prove this. I don't think he wants anyone to be the starting quarterback if he's the starting quarterback. He's still that guy that was number 6 on the Michigan depth chart or 7. He's still that guy that was number 199 in the NFL mm-hmm. in the draft. And football players learn that you don't take a rep off because you let another guy, whether it's Drew Henson or anyone else, try to take your job. And you got to maximize every rep, every game opportunity, everything. And for him, of course, that that's no one's going to take his job. But that has morphed into, hey, I can get better by playing today. We can get better by playing today, right? We can win our third game. We can build on last week. We can get some some mojo here, some steam going, find out some things about ourselves. He sees it as you can't simulate that in practice. You know, guys aren't wearing pads. They're not playing full speed. This is an opportunity to go, hey, another game speed, another game against a good opponent, team that runs the ball well. You know, pretty good defense. They 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 played us tough the last time. Let's go see how good we are. That's how he sees it. No question about it. And that's that's what will always drive him, and always mm-hmm. has. Hmm. You know, it's that. He's that's, that guy. It's, it's one of the reasons his teammates love him. It is. 
I mean, it, you know, yes, he takes some days off for rest on Wednesdays, whatever else, but he's at the he's in the locker room. He's he's working just as hard as everybody else in there, despite or you know after the fact he's won that many Super Bowls. He's still doing that, and that's why they love him. I, I think he's... it's a mistake the organization's making this weekend. We'll find out after Sunday and, and as we go forward whether it was good or bad. Right. Well, all I know is they've lost a player every week. Mm-hmm. Okay? They have. And most teams do. And, you know, the problem is you only have one more week, right? Like, you're not guaranteed. You know, if Antoine Winfield Jr. gets hurt and he needs three weeks to get healthy, well, you got one week for him to get healthy because there's not getting out promised a week after that. So this is this isn't IR. This isn't you know, hey, he'll be back. You know, give him three weeks off, high ankle sprain. No, you need him a week from this Sunday, period, or Monday, whatever the day is they play, or Saturday, and or Saturday may yeah, even be a short week. Too. You don't know. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, right. You might have less time. It might be an injury that you know in seven days he would have been better, and six he can't make it. So. There's no, you know, we got time on this injury deal. Like, it's now, it's right now. And so whoever it is, depending where it is, we already know the offensive line is thin, and Donovan Smith may not play. Um, your secondary has been beat up. Carlton Davis probably won't play. You know, who who do you, who do you think is, you know, who's going to, the number going to come up and you go, oh, they lost so-and-so. That's the thing, man. It's like, did you really need to win that ninth game? Was it worth it? I don't know that it will be. And time will tell, and maybe they'll overcome it. But I, me personally, I would say, and you do have to play somebody, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I would be like, you know what? Let's put it on our other guys to win this ninth game, too. You know? Blaine Gabbert may have to step in for Tom Brady in the playoffs. We don't know. Um, maybe I'd like to see Kyle Trask for a series or two. Guy's worked his butt off all year. He's only dressed once in his career, you know. Well, not only that, but, want to see... but from an organizational standpoint, you don't know what next year is going to look like. No, it'd be nice what to see Brady what Blaine Gabbert done. It'd be nice to see what Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask look like in this offense. Maybe, maybe. And you know what? If we're the football team, I think we are. We should beat Atlanta and Desmond Ritter mm-hmm. with this group. It'd be nice you know? to see some of the younger receivers what they can do in a starting role. Yeah, and if Logan Hall plays every snap of this game, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. I don't need to see, you know, Akeem Hicks. I don't need to see Vita Vea. And and by the way, last time I checked, Joe Tryon Shawinka and Anthony Nelson have played every snap of every game the last three weeks. Let's get them some damn rest, right? Who do we got on the practice squad we can elevate? Well, and those guys, you know, can play. But they don't need to play every snap. I wouldn't play them at all. That's what well, I'm telling you. Like, but you got you got to play some. You got nobody behind them. Like yeah. the, the reason they're playing every snap well, is because you don't have anybody behind them. Yeah, that can play. That's any good. You don't even let them be in a rotation because you don't want them. You can't afford to take them off the field for a play. Let somebody else play. Let somebody else show that I can rotate these guys. That they can play if I bring them up. They're on the team. What are they here for? I don't know. It, it's there's something about football and you know football players i mean i get it but honest to gosh there's there's also a bit of stubbornness here that you know is pervasive but we'll see we'll see how it comes out one other thing i wanted to address however is what byron leftwich had to say and boy was was this red meat to all you twitter fam out there i got something for them too one day I'm going to hold it to myself. <laughs> this is I'm telling you, man. You freaking people, as Steve, Steve Dumig would say. Um, so Byron Leftwich got off his best day play caller this year, 478 yards in the air, um, or total, I guess, almost 500 yards. Um, all the Mike Evans connection, all of that. Kind of unsolicited. He kind of said on Thursday when he was up there in the press conference, he goes, you know, when you really listen to people talk about us, it's emotions talking. That's not really people that that are watching us, watching us get better every week. For some reason, 
Everybody wants to throw dirt on the Bucks, but we're not ready for people to throw dirt on us. Oh boy, I could do a whole show on this. Um, here's the thing: he's wrong, but he's also right. Where he's wrong is you haven't solved anything, and your numbers are what they are. He he came out and he said, "Yeah, you know, we're what twelfth now. We're like twelfth, isn't that something? You're twelfth in yards, okay? Yards don't determine the winner of games." They went from second in the NFL in scoring, which was 30.1 points per game last year. They're 25th at 18.5 this season, and that's after scoring 30 last week. They only have two games where they scored 30 this year. They averaged that a year ago. Um, They're 29 offensive touchdowns, 29 through 16 games. Yeah, that's less than half of their 17-game total, which was 61 a year ago. And he admitted that third downs are awful, and they are, 36.9%. That's down from 44.8 when they were fifth. Now, how about your red zone? That stinks, too. Oh, brutal. I mean, last week you put up 30 because you had three long bombs to Mike Evans. You didn't have to go to the red zone. Yeah. He admitted, he goes, look, third down in, in uh, red zone, he goes, the numbers say that we're, you know, we're not we're not far off. Yeah, you are. You're way off. Um, so he's wrong about, you know, kind of this narrative that, well, people really aren't looking at the right things and they're talking, it's their emotions, it's, it's not backed by any, yeah, it's backed. The numbers are what they are, Byron. You're not as good. You had one good game. Um, and it's not just people being emotional. They're, they 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 have data to prove that you're not as good. Now, where he's right is this. And I and I, Byron Leftwich is going to rise or fall based on what the Glazers think, based on what. Todd Bowles thanks Jason Light, all of that, right? When they get to the end of the year, whenever that is, if they're not, you know, look, if, they, if they're if they in Arizona, whether they win or not, I don't know you're going to fire anybody. We'll see. But they're going to evaluate this offense and his play calling and game plans and all of that. And they're going to talk to Tom, whether Tom comes back, Tom doesn't come back. Do you want Byron to be the guy who helps usher in the Kyle Trask era or, you know, is – with playing Gabbard in trash, like, do you want him? Do you want that offense? Is it going to be Tom's offense? Like, what if Tom leaves? If Tom is back, is Tom going to want Byron? There's a lot of things to answer, right? Um, but this part's undeniable, and you are what you are in the NFL, and sometimes it's a cold business, and you're hired to be fired, and all of that. But here's the thing: I have yet to see Byron Leftwich go out there and miss a block. I haven't, folks. I haven't. He played, and when he played, he was responsible for how he played. And coaching is coaching, and playing is playing. And and no one knows that better than Byron because he's done both now. But he hasn't missed the throw. Um, If you just look at these teams, so we just said for two years they were averaging over 30 points a game. Who was the coordinator? Byron Lefwich. Oh, no, that was Tom. Tom did that. Okay, why can't Tom do it now? Well, now it's Byron. So now now Byron's screwing this up. So Byron decided after two years of throwing the ball down the field, of 5,000 yards last season of passing, uh, leading the NFL, all that, and they're going to lead the NFL again. But, you know, averaging 30 points a game, he decided, you know what, this year we're going to throttle it back. We're going to not run the ball as much or as well. We're going to throw everything quick. We're going to throw it all to the sideline. We're not going to go vertical hardly ever. We're going to take Mike Evans out of the offense. He decided that? I don't think so. You know what decided that? The guy's playing. And you could say, well, we got Mike Evans. Yeah, he's in his ninth season. Well, we got Chris Godwin. Yeah, he's coming off an ACL injury. Most guys wouldn't have been ready for week one, which, by the way, he did play week one, and he got hurt. Hurt his hamstring. And Why? He hadn't been out there practicing very long before he played that game. Then he was out a couple weeks. 
Um, who who else didn't they have? Ali Marpet, retired, 28, didn't expect it. Pro Bowler, gone. Oh, yeah, Ryan Jensen, their center, Pro Bowler, hurt second week of the season. So what do they do? They can plug in Luke Gedeke, not ready to play. Probably a mistake, all right? And then the other guard, I mean, you go and get, you know, Shaq Mason, who's a serviceable player, not an all-pro. You got to play Robert Haynes. He's never played center in the NFL. Hadn't played in the NFL really, but about thirty-eight snaps in mop-up duty at guard. He's now your starting center. Oh, you don't have Gronk. He retired. Called you at Thanksgiving, but didn't come back. But he's done. And Gronk does more in the blocking game than anything. You got two rookie tight ends, right? Tom doesn't have any rapport with either of them. One guy can't catch the other guy. Needs to gain ten pounds, and it took a while to get him up and up to speed. But he's the best you got. Brait has been hurt or not productive all year long. You don't have Antonio Brown as big of a pain in the butt as he was when he played and was motivated. He was a quick twitch guy that you don't have on your roster. Okay, Julio Jones. Yeah, he hasn't been healthy all year long. Barely practices, much less gives you anything after week one when he hurt his knee. And against all of that, okay, with a quarterback who's now 45, okay, 45, who week or so into camp had to have a personal day, then the next week took off for 10 days for personal reasons because he's going through a divorce and misses two preseason games, loses 20 pounds, okay, this is all on Byron? Am I right? Am I following? Am I, am I right, fans, that, that that's the guy who's followed it? Now, I can't defend his play calling because it hasn't worked. But I'm here to tell you, he's the same dude that hung 30 for two years. No, no, that was Tom. Well, who's the quarterback now? Tom. But Tom don't trust what's in front of him. Well, that's why Tom's getting rid of the ball faster than he has at any point in his career and has the fewest yards per attempt at any point in his career. So I don't know. I I know coaches can do a lot, and Byron may get fired. Don't know. Don't know. Or he may not. But the the venom, and, and look, he opened himself up by saying this, right? Because he said, everybody wants to throw dirt on us, and people aren't really watching us. They're not watching us get better. Everybody's like, oh, you're getting better? Where? And they're right. Where are you better? Well, they're not that much better. They are better last week. They were better for a half against Cincinnati. They were better against Seattle and Germany. And that's about it. But ultimately, you are what, what your record says you are, and they're a 500 team today. But I'm here to tell you, folks, it's a player's league. You know, we talk to Matt Baker every week. It's about who has the most dudes. The Bucks have some dudes. They got the greatest of all time. They got the GOAT, right? He's a dude, but he's a 45-year-old dude. And he's been through some stuff, as he told us early on. It's just different, man. Every year is different, right? Every puzzle is different. Just because you do one jigsaw doesn't mean they dump it out and, you, and the next one's a totally different puzzle. It's not the same puzzle. You know, it's not easier. It's a different picture. So I don't, I don't get it, Steve. Like people, people just, they're just fans and I, and I, and I know they want them to win. They want them to look pretty winning and they, they're, they've been spoiled and they think they should have a, another boat parade and all this. It just ain't that easy, man. It's like, it's not the same, it's not the same team. Every year is different. Every Hell, every week is different. Some weeks they didn't have this player. Some weeks they didn't have that player. Some weeks the defense was beat up, you know? The ultimate tell of this season, this offense, is, is going to be what happens, not this week, but next week. I agree. And potentially the week after that. I agree. It doesn't matter that you're averaging 18.5 points a game if you go win some playoff games. Sure. And if you win them by one point, that's all mm-hmm. that matters then. 
It really is. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, you don't get – this isn't college football where you get style points for beating somebody by 30, yep. you know, or the alumni is happy because you covered the spread like like they did every time Spurrier coached. He knew what the spread was, by the way. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't matter. But, like, you get the postseason, it's did you win or not. I promise you no one can remember the scores of the games of the Bucks when they won a Super Bowl in 2002 in the playoffs. You can't remember those scores. Maybe the Super Bowl you do. That whole year, they were god-awful on offense. They got hot in the postseason, really at the end of it. Mm -hmm. We talk about this with the Lightning a lot. It's about the process. Right. You know, the regular season, there's two goals of the regular season. Make the playoffs. Make the postseason and be ready for the postseason when you get there. Yeah. Be be healthy, be playing well. Mm Mm-hmm. And of all those things, just be healthy because you got a chance to play well if you're healthy. Yeah. I mean, what does the Lightning do if Braden points in that series in the Stanley Cup final? How are they different? A lot different. I mean, they struggled. Right? They struggled getting through the middle of the ice. Yeah. Who did that better than anybody in the, in the league? Mm-hmm. Right. And they're game six with a one-zero lead. Game six with yeah. a one-zero lead. Although, despite that, they lost to the Avalanche in six games. Two of those were overtime games. Those overtime games, which can be a coin flip in the playoffs, sudden death, right? Go the other way. The Lightning have won that series four to two. They won the they win the cup. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how close it was. So injuries, mm-hmm. health of the team. That's the thing, right? New players, different team, different year. Year to year is different. I mean, an offensive line. Look, Kansas City. I'll just tell you right now, they had a hell of a team that came to play these guys in the Super Bowl. They did. They really did. They won a lot of games. They were defending Super Bowl champs. They had a chance. But you know what they didn't have? Their offensive line was awful. It was awful. They charted that Mahomes ran for 500 yards on that field that night. He was chased for 500 yards. Because his offensive line couldn't put, and they didn't rush, they didn't bring blitzers now. They rushed four, mm-hmm. and they played coverage all day long. And those guys chased him around for 500 yards, man. They had Tyreek Hill. They had Travis Kelsey. They had all those guys. And they had Mahomes, who'd made some ridiculous throws. And they got beat 31 to 9. 31 to 9. Because they didn't have an offensive line. They have the dudes up front. You don't have the same dudes on this team. They're not the same. Now, are they better now than week 1 through 7? Week 1 through 8, 10, 12, 13? They might be getting there. Yeah. They might be getting better incrementally. You might not see it. It won't matter because all that matters now. All that ever mattered for Tom Brady is what does he do when he gets to the tournament? That's why Tom Brady's here. Three straight years of postseason. When have you done that, Bucks fans? Right? Stuff happens, man. It's not all the coaches. It's not on all the coaches. It's not. And we can have we can do shows on the difference between Lepwich and Bowles. And you know, I, we talked about, oh, he stands there with his arms folded. They have a great thing I would challenge you. Bowles was mic'd up for this last game. And it's on Buccaneers.com. Go watch it. Go watch it and tell me that guy has no fire. Go tell me that, will you? Because he's got plenty of it. Just because he doesn't go crazy on the sideline like Greg Schiano, you know, there's plenty of fire there. And we, we started this whole podcast talking about leadership and how to lead men and what you do and how you do it. Everybody's different, but what do you do in the, in the critical moments? He's pretty good. He didn't get to be successful the way he is. Now, do I know if he's going to be a great head coach for the Buccaneers? I don't. Has he been a great head coach in his career as an NFL coach? No, he hasn't. The record would tell you that. He may have a losing record by Sunday at 4.30. I don't know. But 
he's not what everybody else is saying that he is. He's not, you know, the whole fire thing I've, I've railed on. But, you know, it's a player's league, man. And when we get to when you get to this level, coaching matters. It's coach quarterback league, to be honest with you. And, you know, things are different. And we've just tried talked about rating. We talked about all the changes they made. Every year is different. Every team is different. And just because you have a level of expectation that may not be met, you want you want skins, man. You want pelts. You want, you want somebody's head. Like, it's crazy to me. It's just, what a business, right? What a business. It's show business. You get paid a lot of money, man, because people care. But my goodness. Let's see what they do. I don't know what they're going to do. And I don't know who they're going to do it with because I don't know what's going to happen in this game on Sunday, I swear to you. Could Atlanta come out and just fold their tent? Yes, they absolutely could. Do I think they will? No. They're a running football team. They're just like Carolina. I mean, the Carolina and them, it's a battle of wills because they, they they play the same way. Arthur Smith comes from Tennessee. He wants to run the ball in every play. And they can be down 14, they're going to run it. But now they have a rookie quarterback who's 0-3. He's not that good yet. Okay? Um, but don't let him hang around. I've covered a lot of teams just like Atlanta. The season is over. It's over. Okay? The golf clubs are coming out. The day after Sunday on Monday morning, there'll be a bunch of guys with lawn bags. I never understood why Glad doesn't do this commercial, by the way. Because every NFL season ends the same way with Glad bags. There'll be trash bags for every guy. He's going to take his locker. He's going to empty the contents of that locker in those trash bags. He's going to put it over his shoulder. He's going to his SUV or wherever he drives, and he's leaving for the season, for the off season. It's over. Monday morning, Black Monday. Maybe Arthur Smith gets fired. I don't know. That's what's happening to the Atlanta Falcons. So if you go out there on Sunday and you start hammering away at them, they will quit. They will make business decisions. I've seen it with every team I've ever covered. Not all of them. Not all of them because whether your coach gets fired or not, the next guy's going to come in and you know what he's going to do? Put on the last game. Don't you want to see what they did in one? No, no. Show me the last game. I want to watch that tape now. I want to watch that first. Why? Because I want to see who was still fighting. Because I don't want anybody that wasn't laying it on the line with nothing to play for except pride and paychecks. I want to see who's going to do that for me. That's where I'm starting. But there'll be guys make business if you get up on them. If you don't, if you hang around, they like to win. They haven't won much. They like to win, finish the season on a good note. They'll play. And they'll play hard. And I think most of them will play hard anyway because I know, I know Arthur and I know that organization. But, you know, Tell me how it ends. I I don't know. But it's not going to matter because the next week is what's going to matter. And I get the momentum thing. You, you could say, look, you could go, look, we, we went one, we went nine and eight, had a winning record. We won three in a row. We played okay on offense, had a big day, came from behind, right? But they're not going to, like, Lightning's not going to strike when they play a better team in the postseason. This team has shown you how it can win. And pretty much has been fairly consistent doing it the same way. The way they win is they play lights-out defense. And of late, it's helped that they've gotten turnovers. They wouldn't have won without the turnovers. They had like six in the last three games. But they're way down compared to the last couple of years in turnovers. If they get a couple of turnovers, a couple of field position, they're going to fall behind. But the defense is going to keep them in it. And at some point in the fourth quarter, Tom Brady will need a drive or two to win the game. That's how this team has won. And that's how they'll win in the playoffs, if they win at all. Because they're not going to come out and smoke somebody. There's not. But are they capable of doing that against a good team? Maybe. I don't know. I don't I don't I'm not that convinced there's a lot of great teams in the NFC. Philadelphia has lost two in a row now with Gardner Minshew. Jalen Hurts supposedly is coming back Sunday, maybe. But we haven't seen him because his shoulder's bad. You know, a quarterback with a bad shoulder sometimes doesn't always do well. Okay? He can do some stuff with his feet and whatever, but how's he going to play? I don't know. 
they'll feel better having him under center for sure. But I don't know how he's going to play. And they're not on an upswing. They're on a downswing. And they lost a bunch of defensive players too. Okay. And then Dallas, I mean, Dallas is Dallas, man. <laughs> you know, Dak, you don't know what you're going to get with him. He's thrown plenty of pick sixes of late. Their defense gave up 500 yards to Jacksonville two weeks ago. I don't know what you're going to get. You beat Dallas if you're the Bucks. You beat them in week one on the road. Had to do something right that day. It's not a totally new team. You're not worse off. You're not playing a rookie at guard. If your guys are healthy and you have those all those guys back to beat Dallas at in, in AT&T Stadium, who's to say he couldn't do it at Raymond James? With all the pressure they face with, I really believe, and Jerry Jones and everybody thinking they got to go to the playoffs and be a 10-point favorite. Okay. Minnesota? Oh. Do a show on Minnesota. All the one-score games they've won come from behind, then getting blown out last week by a Green Bay team that had to win. Don't count discount Green Bay if they get any of these play. Win on Sunday over Detroit, they're in the playoffs. They may have to go to San Francisco. Could they? Could Aaron Rodgers beat? Yeah, yeah, he could. You might see them again. So you don't know, man. It, it, it the story hadn't been written yet, but I don't think this Bucks team offensively they're gain, they gain a lot of confidence. I think this week they'll take a step backwards because I don't know how long they're going to play. I don't I don't think they're going to get the coverage they got from Carolina against in Atlanta. Uh, Dean Pease does really good stuff against Tom Brady over the years, and so and I don't know how long Brady's going to play. So maybe a it may be a a mashup. It may be nothing. It may just be like a preseason game. Yeah, a couple bad series and he was out. I don't know. But come the postseason, that's all that matters. But, man, these fans, you guys are special, man. <laughs> you guys, you really put a lot on these coaches, boy. And I can see why they're off social media. I'm about to get off social media. If I didn't do this job, I promise you I would not be on social media. But, unfortunately, part of my job is to promote our stories on social media. But I'm going to stop reading stuff because, man, oh, man, the venom. What is it, Steve? Are they like this in every sport? Yes. Really? Yes. They like this in hockey? Is it the coach's I fault mean, if, you, if you're if you lousy on the power play or yes. you lose your best player? They're the same. There's less of them. <laughs> okay. But they're the same 25,000 yeah. that are like this. By the way, speaking of social media, we're taping this. It's now about 1040 on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Our friend Dick Vitale tweets: In an important NFL matchup, Lions lead the Packers fifteen to six early in the fourth quarter. Rodgers has thrown interceptions. The red zone. Lions D has been super. NFL Network's rerunning a game from November. <laughs> does, Dick, does Dick know this is not? He doesn't realize there's tonight. no Thursday night football. Tonight. He thinks it's Thursday night football. <laughs> Oops. <sighs> Who's gonna tell him? Oh, lots of people on Twitter have. I don't know if he's reading it, but. I need a T.O., baby! And I don't mean Terrell Owens. I mean, I need a T.O. Personal T.O. Wow. Do you ever do that? Do you ever turn on a game and not realize it wasn't live? Yeah. I mean, I usually quickly figure it out. It's more out, common but, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's more common yeah, now. Yeah, because they, I mean, they, and well, and you can watch it on demand, too. You can, sometimes you grab, you know, you're flipping through, like, I have YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. So you're on the home screen and you hit, oh, this game's on. It's actually a taped game. I do that with the Rays sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, with Bally's rerunning it all over the place. Yeah, Bally will rerun. And if I've missed the game and I haven't mm-hmm. seen it and they and it comes on just before when I think the other game, I didn't know when the other game was coming on, and they'll, run it, they'll buttress it right up against each other. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to think, like, wait a minute. This guy pitched yesterday. This This is not today's game. <laughs> And so I have to think about it for a while. But I'll turn it on. Hey, looks like a ball game. Could yeah. be could be the one I'm supposed to watch. I don't know. But, yeah, it's easy. and there is no Thursday. This is the first Thursday night there's no NFL game mm-hmm. throughout the whole season. Yeah, that's why so. he's expecting Thursday night football. So he thought it was the. See, I think nobody should tell him. <laughs> why ruin it for the guy? Maybe it was a good <laughs> game. I don't know. <laughs> I bet it ends 15 to 9. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I need a T.O. Oh, man. <laughs> Poor Dick. 
I thought you were going to say, like, sometimes he'll at us about the Buccaneers. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Before we go, congratulations to, uh, speaking of the lightning, one Nikita Kucherov. You are an all-star, and we'll find out if there are any other all-stars with a fan voting coming up soon, right, Steve? Yeah, so the NHL unveiled the first 32 all-stars, one from each team. And so it's a three-on-three competition. So there's three more players in each division, two skaters, one goalie. That'll be done by fan votes, which are open now, goes through, I think, the 17th. If I recall the date. Uh, so for the next week and a half or so, you can vote on that. The All-Star Games in Sunrise down in Florida, South Florida, oh, wow. on uh, February 4th, I believe it is. Short drive, yeah. So uh, Nikita Kucherov leading the league in assists. So an easy choice from the Lightning, although you could see Braden Point. I, a month ago, I'd have said Mikhail Sergachev was a lock to be an All-Star. Um, mm-hmm. His numbers have cooled off some since then. Uh, I don't know if – I don't think Vazzy makes it. Uh, so I, it, Nikita may be the only only Lightning All Star. Steven Stamkos could make it as well. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, if I really think, think another the, the way Braden Point is playing at the right time. He's hot. He's got a hot stick, and mm-hmm. um, he might he might garner a few Van boats. Certainly deserving. But, but here's uh, the thing about Braden Point, and here in Tampa Bay, we know how good he is, and we know how important he is to this team. Mm-hmm. Nationally, he doesn't get that coverage. Because really? when you talk about there's the, too many names, well, you talk right, about the, the lightning, lightning. You start with Stamkos and Hedman and yeah. Cooch and Vazzy. and Braden Point yeah. is the fifth name you mention. Now, those that point. watch this team regularly know Braden Point is right up there, if not even more important than a few of those guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to you know, but when you're just looking at this team and and people who don't watch the Lightning regularly, Braden Point's the fifth, the fifth name you're talking. Yeah, he's yeah. the fifth name you're yeah. mentioning. If it's even five. Because those other four yeah. are first. Yeah, it's and the so, top four for sure. Yeah, he doesn't mm-hmm. always get the coverage. Those who know hockey and watch the Lightning know. Yeah. But a lot of the, the, the national pundits and the people that fans, when they're voting. With fans in Montreal and yeah. whoever's voting. You yeah, know. Point's not the first name, second, third, or fourth that you're mentioning on the Lightning. That's Yeah, that's interesting. And his numbers have that's been good, but he's not like leading. Like Nikita Kucherov's leading the league in assists. Right, you know, right, right, right. For an all-star type thing, it helps if you're at the top of at the top of some a, chart, a category, yeah. something where Braden Point yeah. isn't, but he's been very good. Yeah, he's certainly deserving. Mm-hmm. But they got a lot of deserving guys. But it's great for Nikita that. Uh, and again, the biggest thing is, do you stay healthy? So we got that, and then on, uh, we'll talk to you about the Bucks, of course, uh, on uh, Monday morning on the podcast. Tell you what what goes on in Atlanta. It'll be playoff when week. they're going to play. The playoffs are here. Playoffs are here. Well, yeah, we get ready for either Dallas or Philadelphia. We'll know uh, by Sunday night. We'll know when the Bucks are playing, what Saturday, Sunday, or Monday of next week. Um, so that'll be something to look forward to. And we'll also get you ready for the National Championship of College Football. Oh, boy, I tell you. You got the Georgia Bulldogs and, oh, boy, the TCU Horn Frogs. It's going to be a great one, I think. It's going to be a – I hope it just well, mirrors what we that. just watched. <laughs> Huh? Vegas doesn't think it's going to be a great one. They got Georgia by a lot. 13 and a half. Goodness, really? Yeah. I'm not a betting man, but if I were, what what do the what do the wise guys know? Yeah. Now they had Michigan as a seven and a half point favorite over TCU, so. And this is double. Almost, yeah. Hmm. How big of a favorite was Georgia over Ohio State? I want to say it was recall? That touchdown was it six? Six, okay. I, I could be wrong on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Georgia gave up some yards. That's the one thing that surprised me was, and and CJ Stroud and the offense play really well. But man, that defense I thought would be much better, and they almost hung fifty on them. <laughs> so, you know, but does, like, does TCU have 
a Marvin Harrison Jr. that can no break that. They don't, and the quarterback's like that, not the same, and, mm-hmm. and I get all that. But they do have some explosiveness on offense. Absolutely, they do, and a more they're, mobile they're quarterback weakest. too. Um, that that adds another development. I C.J. Stroud doesn't run a lot. Right, exactly. He's a pocket He's guy. He's capable. Yeah. He just doesn't run a lot. Right, right. Where Max Duggan's going to run a lot more. Yeah. And TCU's defense at times played better than I thought they would mm-hmm. against the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, both teams scored in the 40s almost, so it's like, you know, wasn't exactly a defensive struggle. But that should be a good game. So, yeah, we'll talk. We'll get you ready for that as well on Monday. Listen, uh, enjoy your first other weekend of the new year's and hopefully no one gets hurt for your beloved buccaneers if you're listening to this podcast there's a lot of buck fans uh we don't want anyone to get hurt um i think they'll probably do the right thing and get guys out when they can um including tom brady but we'll see we'll see how it all pans out for them maybe they'll win their ninth game and then you've got another winning football team going into the postseason with a home playoff game home playoff game folks not very often in the franchise history. Take advantage of that. And that's what the playoffs are for. I've always said this. like The, the regular season is great and all of that. But when your team gets in the playoffs, especially at home, when they come home and they play a playoff game, that's for the fans. From then on, it's all about the fans, man. You get to enjoy that special weekend. Your team's on. Everyone's watching. It's your hometown. That's what's so cool about being an NFL fan. And for years and years, 12, in fact, in a row, um, this team did not get there, much less have a home playoff game. They've now, this will be their sixth playoff game in three years. Seventh. And seventh. Yeah, seventh. And if you count the Super Bowl where they played at home, it's their third home game, I believe. Fourth. If you count the Super Bowl. Because they played the Rams. Yeah, Yeah, they played two last year. Yeah. So, I mean, come on now. That's That's big time. That's big time. You're big time relevant. And it's, you know, in large part because of TV 12, but also Jason Light and the whole organization. So enjoy it. Have a safe weekend. Thanks for listening. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. We'll talk to you on Monday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 